And I'm from Sacramento, California. Family Travel Radio is on the air. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Hello, hello out there in podcast land. It's Aaron Schlein here. Welcome to Family Travel Radio. We're back to our regular once a week format after five big episodes last week, all about my family's trip to Britain. Today, we're going to talk about something completely different. We're going to start the Mother's Day celebration just a little bit early here on Family Travel Radio. Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. And here today, we are going to talk all about planning and taking mother daughter vacations. I am neither a mother or a daughter, so I've brought on an expert family travel writer and podcaster, Tamara Gruber from We Three Travel and from the Vacation Mavens podcast. Tamara is going to join us to talk all about planning mother and daughter vacations. And that is coming at you right now. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and I have invited Tamara Gruber on the program today to talk mother-daughter trips. Tamara is the founder of the popular family travel blog, we3travel.com, where she offers sample itineraries, useful destination guides, and travel tips to make family vacation planning easier. Tamara is also the co-host of the Vacation Mavens podcast, a family travel show offering destination inspiration and tips to get you out the door. Tamara is passionate about the role of family travel in raising flexible, resilient, and open-minded kids. Love that, Tamara. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's kind of fun to be on the other side of this sort of change. I invited Tamara on the show, like I said, to talk mother-daughter trips. And I think that is just a particularly special notion, traveling with with one child one-to-one and having some really, really special time with them away from home. And we're going to get into that in just a minute, Tamara. But first, take a, a minute or two and just, just tell us about yourself and particularly how travel has shaped your life and the life of your family. You know, I didn't grow up traveling as a kid because we just couldn't afford it. And so it's something that I always dreamed of. And when I was a teenager, I decorated my room with travel posters. And when I was in college, I worked for AAA and I helped people plan their road trips. And that kind of gave me some insight into some other places in the U.S. that I didn't really know about. And now I've ticked off my list, you know, for the most part. Um you know, so it's just been something I've kind of always aspired to. And then as I started working, I did a lot of business travel and my husband and I then, you know, started traveling. And when children come along, you you bring them along. You know, we don't have family nearby. Uh, you know, there's no one to leave her home with. And we've never really been big on the, the kids club kind of idea, mostly because she doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> you know, so it's just been part of our life for the last 10 years, I guess. All right. Well, for this special episode, Tamara, we're going to leave your husband at home and we're going to talk about planning those really special mother-daughter trips. What do you find particularly special about the mother-daughter trip? You know, it's funny because I only have one child. And so people think, well, why do you need like one-on-one time with her? And especially because my husband travels. And so we tend to be together a lot. You know, it's not like we don't have time to spend together, but when you're in your regular routine, you're just going through, you know, homework and activities and making dinner and doing chores and getting to bed. There's nothing that stands out. You know, when you're talking about like making memories, you kind of get stuck in these routines. And so I find like when you take yourself out of that environment 
and you do something else and you do something together, you know, that's where you're really kind of connecting at a deeper level. You're, you're laughing, you're experiencing things, you know, you really, you're creating those memories, you're creating those stories. That to me is what it's really all about. So how old, how old is your daughter today, Tamara? She is 14. And when was that very first mother-daughter trip that you can point to? Maybe she was uh, two months old and I had to drive her down to New Jersey to see my family. And she cried in the back seat as we were stuck on the New Jersey Turnpike for a couple of hours. So I don't, it's really always been a part of us. But in terms of more beyond just, you know, the little road trips to see family and such, she was probably, I'm thinking maybe like six or seven when we went out on one of our first road trips. That's awesome. Well, yeah, her almost literally her whole life minus two months. And then, <laughs> and then I, I just love that idea that where you start with something small, even when they're really little and you just slowly, but surely kind of ratchet it up as they get older. And the, the younger you start them, the, the further along they'll be by the time they get to 14. And I think that's just a great concept for folks to take. The earlier you start, the, the better off everyone can be potentially in, in the long run. Well, I think especially when you have relationships, you know, you want it to be part of your tradition. I feel like there's sometimes like if you wait to teenage years, it's harder to just kind of force that, right? You know, so it's better if that's just kind of part of your tradition and something that you do. You know, you're not running into the same roadblock as, as you might if you wait until later. Well, I agree. And it's a, it's a tradition, certainly, but it's a tradition that's got an evolution to it, which I love. It's, we always travel together and it's a special time, but you can do different things, different experiences, and just sort of, again, ratchet up that, that level of adventure and also get a greater sense of what your kids are into as they get older and then letting them get more and more involved in the process of planning the trip as their interests start to, to take shape. Tamara, you have two blog posts that are sort of companions with this episode. One is all about planning that mother-daughter trip, and then the other one is all about specific examples of trips that you find to be particularly special for mother-daughter. So let's start on the planning side, and I'm going to walk through your five steps to to planning that mother-daughter trip. And step one is involve her in the process. I mean, I think that this is important in any kind of family travel. Get them involved, you know, and that can be that can be later in the stage, you know, if you've already picked a destination, like when they're younger, and then maybe just showing them pictures or videos, you know, it's harder for when kids don't know what the options are for them to just pick, you know, they're not going to say like, oh, I want to do a cooking class or, you know, I don't know, something that they wouldn't know is even a possibility. So sometimes you need to present some options and then let them pick. But I feel like involving them, it, it just makes it a joint venture, you know, and if this is all about the two of you, then both of you should be involved from the beginning. So you've laid out some options. And then next step is pick a meaningful destination. Talk about meaningful. Well, to me, it needs to be something that, you know, is of interest. You know, maybe it's something that, you know, they feel kind of passionate about. Maybe it's something that you've talked about. But I like to go and think about, you know, what are the interests and how can we experience that through travel? And maybe that's going to get them, if they're not particularly excited about a trip, get them more excited about a trip. You know, if you need to take her to Paris because that's what she's always dreamed of, then, you know, that's something. And if they really love wildlife, then there's plenty of places to go do that. I mean, recently, last summer, my daughter was doing um, an astronomy camp in Arizona and she's 
very into astronomy and she would like to be an astrophysicist. And so after that camp, when I picked her up, we drove over into New Mexico and I planned out some things where we visited Spaceport and we visited the very large array, you know, things that were because that's what she's interested in. And she really appreciated that I took the, the effort, you know, to make sure that we were doing something for her. Astrophysicist. That is remarkable. What's, what's the story there? How's, how'd she land on that one? I don't know. <laughs> she just, she, I, I will say that when she was in preschool, she said she wanted to be an astronaut. And then somehow they learned about what astronaut training is like and going through a centrifuge and kind of the experiencing um, like the, what is it, like the G-force or whatever. And she decided that she doesn't really want to be an astronaut. She just wants to be involved with getting people into space. And then that has slowly evolved, you know, more into just studying astronomy. Cool. At your third point here is one that I am terrible at, but I would love to improve on. And that third item is pick a theme. Well, and these kind of go hand in hand, right? So maybe, you know, maybe you pick something that just has a destination that they're interested in. But if you can't come up with, you know, one particular destination that might align with an interest, then what about a theme? Because I really think that especially, you know, the tween team, they really like to like check off a list and, you know, kind of have a goal or a mission to the whole thing. And so for me, you know, that can be someone that really likes to watch the Food Network, then you're going to go find some restaurants wherever you go that have appeared on the Food Network, you know, so it can be simple like that. Or if they're really into theater, you can go and, you know, see a show or, you know, one of the things that we did, you know, is a different kind of theme, but you know, we wanted to do something educational a couple of years ago, and we did a civil rights road trip through the South. And so that was our theme. You know, we did other things beyond visit museums and such, but that was the overall purpose of the trip. And that was, you know, what tied the destinations together. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a cool opportunity to, to take advantage of what I was talking a little bit about earlier, as your kids' interests start to develop and take shape then you as the parent can sort of step in and help help amplify those interests with some with what you described there with that theme you know if you're into like you said if you're into want to be an astrophysicist let's plan a theme trip around exploring those interests and there, there's a picture here on your website that I love too as a complete aside of your daughter grass tubing through virginia i <laughs> I, I grass tubed a couple of years ago in lake tahoe it was so much more fun than i thought it was going to be you must not have like scraped bottom as much as i did because i didn't find it nearly <laughs> as much fun because i got a little bruised on the bottom uh, moving along. So number four here on your, your mother-daughter trip planning list is plan an activity that you can do together that you can do side by side. I find this is so important because there's just something about doing something together, like you're in it together. And this is why also, especially, you know, you'll find out, but as you get closer to the tween and teen years, like being active is really important. It's very easy, you know, for boredom to set in or for someone to want to pick up their phone and look at it. But when you are actively doing something, you're in the moment. And that's what I'm looking for is where you can be in the moment together. And then, you know, usually there's, there's something about it. You're, you're encouraging each other. You're maybe laughing at each other. You know, we have, we had an experience, my daughter also likes to rock climb. And so a few years ago, we were in Oregon and we went rock climbing and, you know, she's scaling up a hundred feet and I'm, you know, down there with my face stuck in a bush. And it's still, you know, many times it comes up like, oh yeah, that's where you got your face stuck in a, 
you know, shrub. Anyway, that, you know, to me, it's those kind of things, whether you're skiing or whitewater rafting, or you're doing something different, like taking an art class or doing a cooking class. You know, there's so many different ways to do that. But it's to me, it's all about just doing something you know, I always call it like shoulder to shoulder or side by side because you're just really in it together. Yeah, I love that. The shared experiences are really powerful. There's so many of them out there and you really highlight just that whole concept here with uh, being shoulder to shoulder, side by side, like you described. And then finally here on our on our planning side of the house, we're going to incorporate some downtime. Well, I think that the fallback may be to kind of push it a little too hard, you know, and like we don't, you don't need complete 24 seven, like we're on and we're having this amazing experience. It's the, you know, like we don't have to be Instagram fake. Like You can be real. Right. And so sometimes if it's just the two of you together day after day, you know, sometimes you need a little space, you know, you need space, they need space, make sure you build it in. I mean, little kids need this because they need to decompress and just play or nap, you know, or whatever, but we all need that time. And I find like, you know, especially when it's one-on-one, you're doing all the parenting, all the driving, all the navigating, all the, you know, just everything. You're, you're handling everything. Uh, so you're tired, you know? And so everybody needs a little downtime. And so I find it like, it's okay if you then get back to the room and you are both on your phone a little bit because you've been having this great experience all day, you know? So like, don't feel like, oh, well now you're on your phone. Like, no, you've had like all this experience all day, like, you know, give, give yourselves both time to just kind of recharge. And, you know, one of the things that we have loved is also like doing a mother daughter massage, but you know, it really can be anything. And and one of the things we love to do too, is when we're both tired, just order some room service. We're like, let's have a PJ night and we'll cancel the the dinner reservation and we'll put on our PJs and order room service and watch TV or watch a movie on the hotel, you know, system. and, And we're happy. That sounds spectacular. And speaking of downtime and decompression and recharging, it's a really nice segue over to your list of some of your personal favorite mother-daughter experiences. And your first one is the spa trip, which I think most people understand what a spa trip is, but I'd like for you to dive a little bit deeper and just explain why why that's such a special bonding type experience for mother-daughter. When I was uh, a younger mom, I thought that I'd have to wait until my daughter was like a much older teen to be able to do a spa thing together. Then I realized that there are some out there that will do some mother-daughter thing. It's kind of like doing a couple's massage. As long as you're in the room, they will you know, do a child massage. I mean, it depends. You have to ask. You know, or you can get pedicures or manicures or something together. And there was just something about being there for her first experience, I was able to kind of explain to her like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And you walk her through the steps. And this, you know, I understand like it it probably, you know, it probably sounds almost bizarre to be like, oh, my 10 year old had a massage, but it was just such a nice experience. And afterwards, you know, they're always like, okay, take your time, like get up when you're ready. And so she was just like, ah, and she was ready to just fall asleep there. And I'm like, I don't really mean take your time. (laughs) Like you really do have to get up. But it was, uh, it was just funny. And so recently she's like, you know, we haven't done that in so long. You know, can we do it again? And so when we were out on our New Mexico trip, I found a place that we were staying at that had an in-house spa and it was a place that's built on a hot spring. So they have these great like hot spring driven tubs and things. So we were able to do that together again. It was just, it was something different. It was something 
just experiencing it together made it very special. You know, and I would imagine as with a lot of things, when you do something for the first time that you, you always, you're always going to remember that more than any of the subsequent experiences. And when, when mom's there with you, that you're part of that memory. And I think that's, that's really special. I mean, there's a lot of firsts that were there for our kids and it's, it's nice. It's just nice to have that memory together. Like you said. Yeah, it's part of that legacy. Let's move on. For, we're going to leave the spa behind and head out for the adventure trip. Well, this goes, you know, along with what we're talking about with doing something together and having those shared experiences. And so, you know, you can, maybe your theme is to do something around adventures and obviously your kid has to be up for it. Mine is actually usually way more up for it than I am. So <laughs> she's the one that is making me step up. And, you know, pushing me out of my comfort zone because I have to save face. I can't show her that I'm scared because I also have to set an example of being able to either face your fears or just go ahead and and try something, not backing out just because you're nervous about it. Parenting by example. So, Well, we talk so much about the impact that our travels have on our kids, but we don't talk quite enough about how much that same travel impacts us. So tell, tell me a little bit more about that. How are you changed from all this traveling with your daughter? I mean, I think about all the adventures and all the things that we've done that I wouldn't have done. You know, my husband and I, when we first started traveling, we did just go to a resort because that's what he was used to, you know, going to a resort. That was vacation because you were also like, you were so into work that you wanted a vacation. And then we kind of evolved from the vacation to the trip. Right. And now we're both like kind of addicted to the trip because that desire to have new experiences. And so, you know, over the past uh, few years, especially, I think we would have gone to a lot of places, but we may not have done some of the experiences if it weren't for her. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have gone rock climbing. You know, I was definitely very nervous about whitewater rafting. I mean, (laughs) I love kayaking. Now we've learned like she she loves stand up paddleboarding. I'm not so great at it. I actually really prefer kayaking, but we're actually at a point now where like she can rent a paddleboard, I can rent a kayak and we can go out together and still enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. We all we're we're taking care of each other, parents and kids, learning from each other, lifting each other up and exploring the world together. There's just so much so much to learn and so much to learn about each other and about ourselves, of course. So next on our list is the wildlife trip. Yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned this before, but, you know, a lot of kids are into animals or different types of animals at different times in their life. I mean, she dreams of going to Antarctica. I would love to do that. Uh, It's just not something that a lot of people can afford to do very, very easy or very early in life, you know, so that's still on the list. I would love to go up to Churchill and see polar bears. You know, that's still on the list. She definitely really wants to go to China. She's been studying Chinese. And so we've promised her that that's going to happen in the next few years. And so if we go there, we definitely want to go to the Panda Reserve. You know, there's things like that that are big, you know, bucket list ideas, but it can be a lot simpler. You know, we've gone to a dude ranch. She loves horses. And that is still probably her favorite overall trip. I mean, that was a family trip, but she just loved that so much. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say it on the radio, but she cried when we left because she was so sad to leave her horse, you know. So that started early. um, And so one of the first trips that we did in that kind of vain was we had read the book Misty of Chincoteague, which I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was a favorite of mine when we were, when I was little and she did like it too. And so we went to Virginia and we saw the wild ponies that we read about in the book. So we made that connection and we got to see them in person and that was exciting. 
you talked about your daughter starting to take a real proactive role in, in telling you the places that she wants to see. How, how does that feel as a parent when you hit that tipping point where they're obviously just so gripped by exploring the world that they're telling you what they want to do? How does that feel? It's fantastic. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, everything that we've been trying to accomplish is working, you know? And when I see it last year, we weren't quite sure what to do for spring break. And then I ended up winning this trip to Martinique in, in the Caribbean and we went and it was just the two of us. And she was like, mom, you know, I just really don't like beach vacations. I want to be doing more. And so to see that, I'm like, okay, like I wouldn't have mind, minded a little bit of relaxation on the beach, but it was, you know, it was nice. It was just nice to see. It's It's been so nice to see, you know, her eyes light up in different times and just to see the connections that she makes, you know, in real life versus what she's learned in school. Like all of that is, it, it just makes you so proud. Well, it's incredible to think, you know, she's only 14, her whole life's ahead of her. And wow, you guys have really set her up for, for success when it comes to ex- exploring the world. Kudos to you and to your husband for, for the foresight to, to get her traveling early and often. Thanks. I hope so. I mean, I think parents do need to realize that, you know, I've heard from a lot of people that in the teen years, the high school years, a lot of kids just don't want to travel anymore. Like being with friends is very important. And so is, uh, you know, sports and jobs and all those other things that come into life, you know, but hopefully that is somewhat ingrained. And even if it's not as often, it it can still be, you know, a love and an interest as they, as they continue on on their own. Any signs of that in, in your household? Um, Maybe a little bit. Like we're definitely still taking our mother-daughter trip this summer, and she, I had actually offered if she wanted to bring a friend, and she said no. She wanted it to be just the two of us, and so that certainly made me happy. Life comes into play in other ways, just in terms of like schoolwork and such, where just that much travel isn't possible. But we, um, you know, we're still packing it in the summer when we can. It's heartwarming to think about that your fourteen-year-old girl still would rather just vacation with her mother. I think that's super, super sweet and savor those moments, Tamara. I love it. I, I always say that with my fingers crossed, you know. <laughs> Your home stretch here, Tamara. Let's talk about the educational trip. Well, this may not be one that everyone's like, oh, my kids will love this. But I really feel like if you start in the elementary school years, these kids in that age group have such a curiosity and they're so interested in being like hands-on. I mean, it's great. It's better if you can find, you know, more interactive experiences and not everyone's going to love a quote unquote boring museum. Uh, But there's so many places that you can go that have living history, you know, types of, of places like colonial Williamsburg and things like that. I just find like, they're just, sponges. They just want to soak it up. Again, do it when they're young um, so that it becomes part of the routine when they're a teen because you can't just start it then. You'll definitely get a lot of eye roll, you know, but I feel like when they're young, it makes such an impact. They just, you know, they just really soak it up. There's been so many times where we've come home and that's what gets written about in a journal, which turns into some story that she writes in class. And, you know, it just, it carries forward for a long time. Well, it's super special to to think about. And so we're going to wrap this up with one that's super relevant to me right now. Just two weeks ago, I got to spend four days in New York City with my my nephew, who's 18, but it was his first time in New York City. His eyes were wide. His, his jaw was hanging to the ground at, at times because he was just so taken aback by what a what an incredible city New York is. And this is the last one on our list, the big city trip. 
Yeah. Well, I think because my husband grew up in New York and we had lived in, in New York City. You know, we love cities. By the time you get to adulthood, you probably visited quite a few cities. And it's, it is something that it, it's fun to show. Like a lot of us, you know, live in the suburbs. Not a lot of us live in a city. And so, and even if you go into your closest city, then, okay, you might be familiar with that one. But there is such a wow factor sometimes in seeing things. And also like they, they've seen some of these things, whether it's like through like a movie or something like that. They've kind of seen pictures of certain buildings or certain places. And, you know, so that can be fun. And I also feel even with teens, it can be fun because you get some of the other things like the Instagrammable stuff and the the food, you know, like ser- searching out like that cupcake place or the rainbow bagel place that I saw on Instagram and, you know, like that kind of thing. Each city has something special. And I just think like that's another type of trip that you can plan and do together. And it's like easy weekend getaway. Indeed. Tamara, this has been an amazing conversation. I love it. And your kind of your note on to sort of wrap this whole thing up in a bow was don't wait for those rocky teen years to start taking those one-on-one trips with your kids. And you've given us a whole lot of, of inspiration and some real technical knowledge about how to actually execute those trips. Wanted to wish you, Tamara, a happy Mother's Day. We've been chatting with Tamara Gruber, and you can find her over at we3travel.com. That's we, the number three, travel.com. And she's also the host of the podcast, Vacation Mavens, which you can find at vacationmavens.com. One more website where you can find Tamara, that's at familytravel.org slash radio, where we're going to have all of this linked up to both the blog posts we've been following today and then everything Tamara's got going on. You'll be able to find it right there in one place at familytravel.org slash radio. Tamara Gruber, thanks so much for taking some time today on Family Travel Radio. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It's one of the things I'm most passionate about, so I'm always happy to chat about it and kind of share that enthusiasm with others. Well, there you have it, my friend. Happy Mother's Day from Family Travel Radio to all the mothers out there. A special thanks to Brianna from Sacramento, California for being our announcer on this special Mother's Day episode. Appreciate you, Brianna. All the notes from this episode, everything that Tamara Gruber and I talked about is going to be linked up at familytravel.org slash radio. All right, my friend, we'll see you next week. Aaron Schlein here for Family Travel Radio. And I'm signing off.